Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, endorsed by Zero Governments. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need pitching. Today, we're looking at a D&D film. Hi, Hi, I'm Adam. <laughs> Adam, uh, you, 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 you're, you're, you like D and D, don't you? Yeah, Adam, I, are you, are you on a D and D podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Wait, wait, sorry, I'm mistaken. Never mind. Wait, no, I think I do like a. You're thinking of I do like a Fallout Let's Play sort of uh, thing. Of course, right, of similar D and D Fallout. On that what t- is the Fallout Let's Play? What's all that? What's that called? When is that out? It's Adam falls out. It's coming out. Uh, Every right Wednesday, now, every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. <laughs> you guys are so good at plugging. We are the best at plugging. I'm so good at plugging. Uh, Look at that hair. Yeah, I've, damn it, I was about to fucking <laughs> make that joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Steal my fucking joke. First off, you know what's even worse? I was trying to think of someone not in this room, someone we could safely talk about with hair about hair plugs. I'm like, oh, is Donald Trump too political? Blah, 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 this, that. You're like, Adam, I'm going to have a go at you and steal your fucking joke. Yeah. Fuck you. That's salt in the wound. Yeah. It's salt in the wound and then spit in my eye. So dig and D films, how many have there been so far? Okay, so live action, mm-hmm. there have been a total of three D&D movies with one on the way eventually. Mm-hmm. And there have been, I want to say, animated, it's a little harder to say, I think three again or four. Mm-hmm. But there have been quite a few animated D&D movies. Because it was an animated series at one point. Yes, there was, was the weird... child's animated series. Gross yeah. little dungeon master in the red robes with his gross white hair. A funny oh, thing to look gross. up someday is, <laughs> I think it's, I forget the exact name of it. It's on YouTube. It's the dungeons it's basically someone's taken an episode of the that dungeons and dragons serial and has revoiced it as if it were an actual dungeons and dragons game oh, super funny it's like some bullshit that goes on in a dragon's lair where they're like <laughs> we know there's an escape the dungeon master wouldn't just kill us and not some to, guy pulls a lever you know and they fucking escape not to go off on a tangent which we never do on this show by never. the way adam <laughs> not once not even once don't I, even say the word I, tangent while I have prepared some materials to pitch a D&D movie, I have not prepared anything to know about the format <laughs> of this show much. I watched, Neither I listened to a bunch of the mm. early ones of this, but I haven't listened to many since. So That's I, right. so you guys are leading me through, explaining to me how the show works. Yeah, so this is the part where I go off on a tangent because I've remembered something. That's funny. Yeah. Go on. Did you ever see, I think it was called Ghost Stories or Ghost Hunters? It was this anime that... It was just terrible and really bland in Japan. So when it got sold, you lost me at anime. Yeah, go (laughs) go on. I'm not an anime guy myself. (laughs) Let's get that clear. But when they sold it to America for the dub, they didn't care about what the dub was at all. So the actors would just improv random shit, and like whoever got to the studio first got to pick what the story of that episode was about. That sounds fucking great, though. It is so funny. You can look it up on YouTube. It went through this uh, big uh, resurgence recently. Mm. I met one of the voice actors from it again recently at the Melbourne Comic Con a few Mm -hmm. months ago, and it's so funny. This one girl who in the show is quite like bossy or like neat. Mm-hmm. In the American version, she's been voiced as this evangelical Christian, constantly trying to, like, <laughs> constantly like damning everyone she's with as sinners, like going straight to hell, and it's at the same time trying to convert them all. <laughs> That's great. There's just like, and she's like so racist and awful. 
Huh. Just you talking about animation got me thinking about that amazing show. I can't remember the name of it. Ghost Stories or Ghost Hunters or something with a ghost. All right. Well, email us in, sansfansradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Headline being like, Goose, this is the one we're talking about. And just let us know. God, it's a beautiful thing. It's so funny. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find out what that is. Mm. Anyway, D&D. So, and, uh, yeah, animation. The animated series wasn't... So it did some things right and it did some things... Well, it couldn't do some things right. So... Because of the very mm. nature that it's a kid's show, they couldn't show a lot of violence. And D&D is just a lot of combat. Yeah. So a lot of that combat is just, oh, they get knocked out or, oh, they fall into a lake and mm. now they're wet and they won't bother you anymore. Sort of nonsense yeah, yeah, that you yeah. see in kids' shows. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the basic heart of D&D was taken out, huh. but they did the class as well. That's so cool. one of them was a, a rogue and she was actually the sneaky one. One of them was an actual wizard. The, the barbarian was dumb because they gave it to the smallest, like, a, they're they're all maybe early teens, but he, the barbarian, is like 10, so. No, no have you ever been around, like, a bunch of kids? Yeah, that makes sense. He's like a stocky 10-year-old, he's like an angry yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. I they imagine. They give him a big, dumb, just club, but yeah. no, a barbarian's been around to be kids? big and strong. That's the best thing to get a 10-year-old for Christmas. Exactly. Here's a club. You're like, hey, they kill little so many have seals. A club, and they're like, good, and then they smack me in the shin. You're like, you're a good kid, Barrel Hut. Anyway. Also, fun fact. Yeah. Did you know that that's it? the can- canonical story to why they are there is they go on a Dungeons and Dragons themed roller coaster and appear in that world? I love that there was a Dungeons and Dragons themed roller coaster. I want to go on a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons themed roller coaster. Right, so the film presumably, we- <laughs> presumably. Why? What it- can it possibly give you? Presumably, how is it going to be a new world? Outside of that, <laughs> how could it be different to every other roller coaster in existence? It would have wings. Presumably, they say the line is going to take five minutes, but it takes five hours, and yeah. they say the ride is going to take five hours, but it takes five minutes. Again, how <laughs> is it any different to every other roller coaster in the world? <laughs> well, true. Yeah. All right. So the because I, I remember I remember the first D and D film because it's got uh, Jimmy Olsen from. Remember Dean Cain's Lois and Clark Adventure Superman? Mm. Yep. So Jimmy Olsen is one of the main characters. Oh, and uh, it's got like a Wayne's brother in it. Which I was going to say which one. doesn't matter. I it's, forget. It's largely I want to say Damon. Oh, was he the one that had that sitcom? Maybe. <laughs> sure, Ed Goose. Uh, yeah, plus no. it's got Jeremy. You could just say yes. I don't know. I can't correct you. <laughs> plus it's got Jeremy Irons, who I think was at the beginning of the point in his career where if you handed him a fantasy script, he just okayed it. <laughs> like, I wonder why yes. that yeah, is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll do why. that. What's this? I'm a fighting a dragon? Sure. No, no, no. You're on the side of the dragons. I said sure. All right. All right. <laughs> what happened to him in his life that makes him go, yes, I will do any and all fantasy? Money. Money? Yeah. I want to say like, money. What else is Jeremy I mean, Irons doing, to be honest? Yeah, well, he's got a bit of traumatic weight to him. I mean, he's Alfred now. That's yeah. pretty sick. True. He's Alfred it's a good now. Gig. Yeah. Back then, Back what then, was he? Did he scar? Yeah. How long Dylan and Die, Die Hard, Hard 3? Yeah. You got to keep working, though. You can't just you live off Die Hard 3 and Scar. But he keeps appearing in routinely terrible fantasies. Although, things. it depends what kind of I love deal him, he... though, every yeah, time. Every... I love so him. He's so nice. No. Well, no. Jeremy no. Irons. No. No. You know what, Jeremy Irons? You can come right here anytime you wrestle you, <laughs> I'll wrestle you, you bastard. Come <laughs> oh, he'd be a good wrestle. <laughs> oh, he'd, good be, wrestle. he'd be wiry. Oh, that'd be a good wrestle. I bet he's strong as a boar. He's, he he's old, but he's old strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's got that like, old oh. man strength. Yeah, yeah. you're like, 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 yeah, come on, big up. You're like, oh, you're like, oh that'd be good I imagine fun. he's constantly wearing like a wrestling singlet under his clothes at all times. Of course. No, I... he wrestles shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Irons wrestles sh- Jeremy Irons wrestles the same way he ch- he cuts logs, shirtless and with an axe. I was going to say, like, choose scenery, shirtless and with <laughs> yes. an axe. Um, so the first one, I remember just it not being very good. They, they threw in a beholder. And I remember yeah. vaguely watching maybe the second and third one with you, but they were so forgettable mm. that I just cannot remember I them. I don't think we got to the third. No, we didn't get to the third one. Mm. We got about halfway through the second one, which is, in my opinion, the best of all the live-action ones. Isn't that just like, I am a level one rogue? Yeah, the, why it's the best one is because in the first one, they throw in a beholder because I guess they're like, oh, we've got the D&D license. We might as well use something D&D. It's yeah. more just a fantasy movie, to be honest. Yeah. A shitty fantasy movie. Very shitty. No, they don't exist. What? Well, <laughs> that's just like my, my point. I, we were sort of raised in the fantasy episode, but it's kind of like, because D&D is a, something that's really, 
Uh, how long has it been going around for? When did um, Geigers create it? Oh, uh, golly. Yeah, 70s, 80s. So it's been going around for a long time. And like the canon of like D&D in terms of their own, the stuff that Wizards of the Coast who own D&D that they put out, there's a lot there. Like you know, It's monolithic, like a comic book series. Yeah, there's just so much there. And then, of course, you've got stuff, you know, people, fans, people who play the game, they kind of create their own mm-hmm. stuff. And so you've got your own In the beginning, like, they did a bit of a mixture. Yeah, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, oh. the first D&D games ever, proper <clears throat> D&D games, when yeah. they... When it wasn't just a an expansion of a different game, but when they first started releasing campaigns and stories and modules, what they did, they called it Living Greyhawk, because what they would do is they'd write the thing, they'd send it out to everyone, or anyone who wanted it could buy it. The DMs would record what happened in each of their different games, and they could mail it back to um, the you know Wizards of the Coast. I guess. Of the, it wasn't Wizards of the Coast then, but yeah. whoever owned D and D, I guess yeah. Gary Gygax, they would pick one set of events that they liked and that would become the canon what happened. That's really nice. And they would advance the story like that. Yeah, That's so very sweet. cool. Mm. Yeah, so there's all these kind of cool things that people can do, that people have done and all this kind of stuff. And if anything, that lends itself to be like a fantasy like movie or with like X, as you were saying, like, hey, let's do a heist film, but fantasy setting. Let's do a rom-com with fantasy. Let's do an action with fantasy. Let's do yeah. like a monster film with fantasy. The rule of fantasy, it's like whiskey. Most yep. people can't do it straight, water it down and mix it. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair. D&D almost lends itself to just ha- be pumping out like a bunch of not so much uh, interconnecting, but at least interlocking films to be just like blah, 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 a D&D tale or blah, 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 D&D story. Because you could just be like, fuck it, let's just do a monster film with a beholder. That's, yeah. you know, out in the wild somewhere is terrorizing a fucking town. It would Absolutely. not be difficult to establish a D&D cinematic universe. Like, no. Nah. Well, might be a little hard because it is the, the devil's part. work. <laughs> as How Tom could Hanks I forget? Uh, as Tom Hanks in his documentary film <laughs> Monsters and Mazes establishes, play Dungeons and Dragons is like it's doing like, drugs, it's like it's courting a devil. You will end up on the streets. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's why I don't do it. I'm a good boy. <laughs> Anyone who thinks we're joking about monsters and mazes, we're oh, not. We're not. Look, it's like it's. I want to say it's almost Tom Hanks' very first film, or at least it's a his, very early one, like second or third. Yeah. It is beautiful. Um, Beautifully done. But you could easily do a, a cinematic universe of just D and D because you wouldn't need to do what Marvel are doing, like where it's interconnecting. Yeah. You just have like yeah, the same like same world, just all happening all different places. Because fuck yeah. it, you don't need to have. Like like what um, Marvel do, which is like, here's Ant-Man battling Falcon. No, you can just do things to happen. The only problem with that, I think, is if none of it is interconnected but all in the same world, why even have it in all the same world? Like, I'm imagining you pitching this to someone and they're saying, well, why are we having an interconnected world if none of it's going to connect? Um, well, you could bring it yeah. together. Yeah. But for like... A good long while, just tell your own stories. <clears throat> because I'd be yeah, like, I because guess. it's a fantasy setting, all this kind of stuff is kind of nice. Also, well, if we're having this big battle over in, you know, this particular town, there might be repercussions in, like, say, several towns over that we can refer to. And so it's kind of nice to have that. And it's just a little bit of a nod. And we can kind of churn out more What yeah, I like is a bit of the Marvel without... thing where everyone has their own story mm. and then you bring all these heroes together for different adventures. You could absolutely That's do true. that. But you would have to tell those own stories on their own for a while and yeah, yeah, build obviously. this... Build the D&D name because you guys may not know this because you both play D&D, but as someone who doesn't play mm. D&D, you're terrific <laughs> nerds and I want to bully you both just for playing D&D. D&D Fair is enough. still seen as this out there, you have to be the nerdiest yeah. of the nerdiest to play it. But Edgar, so I have a beard, like, don't bully me. How can a nerd have a beard? You got a worse beard than me. That's yeah. how I bully you. Yeah, you have a good your beard. beard is magnificent. Fuck, it looks so good. Oh, Goose. guys, like I'm jealous. Oh, of your if beard. I knew you guys want to suck my dick out of each pineapple, <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have to make a few real solid uh, yeah. films first off to get the D and D brand, mm. just to get the name, give it some mm. weight, so it becomes trusted, and then you start building the uh, more connected parts of your cinematic universe because people will, at that point be like, "Yep, yeah, D and D means you're going to get a good movie." So I'm excited to see. What they got? What they have next? Yeah, and they start doing more outlandish things, and then I won't want to beat you up as bad anymore. That's fair enough. We'll become the mainstream. Yeah, and then you can give us your lunch money. I'm not doing that. All right, do you want mine? Yes. Okay, I'll go get it. <laughs> My papa did not give me lunch money. He packed a sandwich for me. I'll have that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Damn. Wait, what sort? It's, it's corned beef. 
All right, so Adam, you've got a, a ideal D and D film, correct? Because let's say, let's face it, the ones we've gotten not that good. Like I said, the second one I think was very good because it was it wasn't a fantasy movie; it was a D and D movie. Yeah, that's what I liked about What's it. What's the difference, sorry? Yeah. So, like I said, the first one was just kind of a dumb fantasy movie, mm. but the second one, they kind of just. Characters will just openly say, "Oh yes, I'm a rogue. Oh yes, I'm a wizard. Oh yes, I'm a fighter so, or so a they knight." Just lent sort of, into it. They really leaned into it, and the characters act like they would in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. So the rogue, you know, would go ahead, scout out, and come back. The fighters are up the front. The healers are up the back. The wizards in the middle. Okay, that sort of stuff. Yeah, the formations, what they do, like even the spells they cast. When the wizards casting teleportation spells, she's like, "Hey, this has a mischance." So. Maybe we'll end up in a block of rock, in a block of stone. And then they end up in a block of stone. And fuck, it it hurts. <laughs> that would be deeply unpleasant. Yes, yeah. Fucking bitch loses an arm. Unless you turn God up in, like, damn. the actual rock, which could be really cool. And then, then you get to be inside the rock. One of them's like a barbarian who's I a frenzied berserker. And when frenzied berserkers go into a frenzy, they, like, physically can't not fight. And so this chick like has in been... Rome Total War. Yes. Yes. The best of the games. We were talking we had a long conversation about Rome Total War. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> yeah, fuck this D and D game shit. Let's talk about Rome Total War. Okay, right. so <laughs> Yes. Go on. Which, <laughs> I'll allow which Roman it. faction would you play as? Uh would you star as? Julia. Julia? Oh, alright then. Fruity Eye or better. Fruity Eye for douchebags. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Some words Let's... have been said. Zomit, <laughs> shut up. Harsh words have been said, and they have been said at me. So I want you to know that fuck you. What lands do you get again? What lands do you start off with? Come on. Northern Italy. No. The nice part of no. Italy. No. Broody I start with Northern Italy. No, Broody I start with Eastern Italy. No, we start with Northern Italy. That's Julii. Oh, maybe. Red in the north, Julii. Eastern is green, broody eye. Yeah, no, you're Western, right. southwestern is <laughs> Scipio. I'm an idiot. Tom's right. Yeah, Tom wins. <laughs> Tom wins the campaign. Dang. Heart attack. What? Nothing. Did you just fucking... command me to have a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a curse. <laughs> so the D&D movie kind of, so it's lent, lent into the kind of just... This is what D and D is like spells and that. Yeah, kind of crap. it really lent into it, and I think that's what makes it good as a D and D movie because they honored the source material. Yeah. Even the third live action one honored the source material a lot, and that was pretty good. Okay, not as much, but a lot. All right, so let's see your film. Go. What have you All got right. for us? All right, do All it right. to me, Adam. So, like I like I've said, a D and D, a good D and D movie doesn't necessarily have a lot of fantasy elements. Is that it has a lot of D and D elements. So okay. everything Good. in the in the movie has to lean into that. With uh, not necessarily characters don't have to be like I'm a level one rogue, but you have to. It has to be very apparent what everyone is because in D and D it's very apparent usually. Okay. Also, you have to understand, no D and D movie is ever going to be Shakespeare. <laughs> it's <Aww>. never. <laughs> It's never gonna. No D and D movie is ever gonna win an Academy Award for fucking anything. Not with that attitude, Adam. But it could yeah. get like visual effects. Yeah, fair. Wow, maybe. costumes. One of those ones they throw away. You want to lean into the D and D, and you want to lean into the camp. Yeah. So yep. the story is, you know, the story's got to center around a MacGuffin. You got to have a big bad, and maybe you throw in a damsel in distress or some variation on that. So you sure. trope heavy this. You, yep. you fucking. This movie, you know what is going to happen at the end from the beginning. <laughs> from the first character's line, you're like, I know who you are. All right. Right. You know what I mean? Good. Yep. So this is just very much like almost paying homage to yes. a lot of the I am fantasy tropes on board. of your... <laughs> you, the, you just got to understand what you are. Okay. Don't well, try to be what you're not. Yep. So you said it in Faerun, or mm-hmm. as the setting is often referred to, Forgotten Realms, mm-hmm. which just because it's A, the best setting, objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, anyone who likes other settings. <laughs> what about Dragonlance? Fuck you. Mm. He said it himself. <laughs> Dra- Dragonlance is a good setting, but it's a bad D&D setting, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> it's, I lo- I just, the Dra- pain in Adam's face there, when I'm like, hey, here's this setting you love. He's like, oh, no. Faerun's fuck me, I guess. Well. <laughs> 
They're both really good. Just <laughs> Faerun, as as hard as it is to admit, Faerun is better. All right. Especially for D&D. Because it has the best story and it has the largest fan base. <laughs> so you, uh, you're hitting <clears throat> kind of two birds with one stone there. Yeah, that's the expression. Uh, now, beginning of the movie is watercolor, watercolor paintings with a background narration. All Ooh, right. Yeah? Pretty. And the background narration is of an ancient battle. This battle between two giant armies meeting mm. at a bridge. They have the just for days and days and days, these two armies, and this is the narration talking. For days and days and days, these two armies fighting over this one bridge until finally enough blood has just seeped into the stonework of the bridge itself that the bridge begins to take on a magical nature of its own. Just from right. the slaughter happening there. A dark magic seeps into the very stones. Sick. The battle finally ends. But the these stones, now charged with a dark manager, magical energy mm. from all the bloodshed, uh, start getting harvested by evil wizards who understand how to use the magic within them. Cool. To, <clears throat> to you know, create awful monstrosities from this magic. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Slowly, the stones begin to lose their power. As you take the energy from them, they the magic in them wears off and they just revert back to what they are, just the masonry from a bridge. But, and this is once again the narration all saying all this, there are some who claim that not all of these stones have been drained of their magical aura. Some still remain today. And then the narration ends. You start in a tavern because every good D&D story starts in a tavern. Good. Yep. I'm like, fucking this fucking MacGuffins. Is ta- yeah, good, 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 good. A half-elf bard is sitting, playing, strumming a bit of a lute, and he's been the one... He, it's his voice that was in the narration. Uh, he's talking to a bunch of children. Yep. Good. You, you pan me. through the tavern, and it, it uh, you finally... The camera rests over our four intrepid heroes. A Dungeons & Dragons classic party, pouring over the map to a dungeon, planning out their... Mm-hmm. You know, planning out their next... I don't want to say heist, but... Encounter. Encounter, yeah. So, we have... A elven wizard, mm-hmm. a human warrior, or uh, fighter, as the class is called, a dwarven cleric, and a halfling rogue. I've got ideal castings for everything but the dwarf. I couldn't. It's hard to pick a dwarf that isn't just Gimli. You know what I mean? <laughs> he yeah. really did nail it. Yeah. Such a good dwarf. I mean, face. I like the guys in The Hobbit as well. Graham mm. McTavish did a very good job in particular. But... Yeah, all the dwarves in The Hobbit were all right. I yeah. think well, it's like, it's, any lad you can just chuck a beard on. Yeah. You're fine. Well, I'm going to hobble th- them a bit. I'm yeah, going to yeah, throw yeah. the rest of my ideal casting yeah. at you. And you guys see if you can think of the best dwarf to work with them. So, yes, Mr. Adam. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> sure. Like, I see where you're going and I understand. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, human fighter, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already signed on, so well, yes. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously you pick Jeremy Irons because you're getting a Shakespearean actor who's just going to say yes. I imagine like that's an obstacle every fantasy film in the world has. Like, okay, we're making a fantasy film. What are we going to do, Jeremy? He's like, yeah, he's going to want to be here. We've got to find something. <laughs> like, got it. Human fighter. Done. The hardest thing about getting Jeremy Irons in your fantasy movie is whether or not he already has commitments to another <laughs> fantasy movie while you were filming. <laughs> So <clears throat> then the halfling, I've got Matthew Lewis, who plays Neville Longbottom from the Harry Potter movies. Imagine Neville Longbottom's face on the body of basically a halfling. <laughs> Whether we do it by special effects or fucking practical Practic- effects, yeah, it's we'll largely irrelevant. Up. Just make him shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, In the yeah. first D&D movie, that's what the dwarf did. He was just on his knees. And it was so obvious. It's better than what they did in the Aragorn movie, which is just not have the dwarf king be a dwarf at all. He's the same height as the human king that he stands huh. next to, who is Digimon Hiso Honsu or whatever, uh-huh. and is like six foot five, six I foot two. I saw that movie and I don't remember seeing the dwarven king. That's because he doesn't look like a dwarf. The giant dwarf oh. king. He just, he's just a guy is, walking around. Is that part of the story or is it in like opening narration or something like that? Where you see No, no, he just comes up. Uh, fucking, you're making me remember Aragon. <laughs> <laughs> when they go to no, the no. rebels Resist, at the end yeah. of the film mm. across the desert. Where they go to. The, they live yeah. in uh, the Varden. That's what it's called. The Varden and the dwarves are living together underneath the mountain. And they get greeted by the Varden king, played by Jujumon Hansu. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm uh, gonna rewatch that movie now. The Dwarven King Hrodgar or something, I think his name was. Okay. And the Dwarven King is goes probably about five eleven, six foot. <laughs> Just normal guy with a beard. That's his wolf. <laughs> well He's also the only dwarf in the entire want... wow. dwarf kingdom that they're are inside you... of. Are you sure? Because <laughs> what if what if Oh, the dwarves, you just couldn't tell. Yeah, they're all just anything with a beard is uh, a dwarf. You know what? You've nailed it. Yeah, Aragorn was too smart if you wanna, a film for this boy. If you want to pick up the pick out the dwarves, hot tip, they have, I think I want to say, seven toes or eleven toes. One or the other. In one of the books, it's uh, just a thing that happens. Yeah. And the dwarves like, nah, you fuckers are weird. Ten toes? What the fuck's that? So does that mean they have like a base eleven? I don't know. No, it's just like their toes. Their fingers are normal. Mm. Like, like a counting system, because, you know, we have 10 hands. <laughs> we have 10 digits. How many hands do we have, Zamet? <laughs> oh, I don't know now. Now I'm confused. But no, we, we have like a... $64,000 question. How many hands does a human have? Is it A, 2, B, am four, I Am I getting it? C, 6. Am I getting it D, or is it charity none. getting it? <laughs> Up to you. Mm. Um, <sighs> I want to say... Uh, Call a friend. Uh, I'm calling a friend. Adam? Uh, hey, hey, I never thought I'd be on TV like this. That's okay, man. So I'd like How many to... hands does the average person have? Two, uh, four, mm-hmm. six, or zero? Two, four, six, or zero. Two, four, six, or zero. See, I remember, I know, because I read it in a book. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think it's four. I'm looking four, Ed Goose. Looking four? Looking four. Correct! Yes! <laughs> We cut uh, it out. You fucked we it up. You it. do the thing where you knock them off like one at a time, oh. and then you throw the commercial break. Because <laughs> he sassed me, you don't get any money. Oh, damn it! Damn. I you don't I get any money again. Either. I fuck you out of sixty-four thousand dollars once again. Adam. How many times can you do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, we have uh, ten fingers, and hey, we yeah. have everything is like a base on like a ten like. Yeah, you unless it? you the live in America, yeah, yeah, and you don't use the the right system for measuring things. Oh no, because you you're just <laughs> silly. Do you so know far in grade wrong. two, I got turned taught how to count wrong. I thought you were gonna say, really? Uh, did you know yeah. in grade two I got turned? I, like, oh. I got turned into a zombie. No, I had a substitute teacher for a couple days in grade two, so I would have been what's grade two? Eight. Yeah, like eight. And the substitute teacher, so. Uh, it's going to be hard to just say this. It's mm. easier to write it down. But So you know how 2 plus 2, maybe this is how you're taught how to do it. 2 plus 2, so you've got 2, 3, 4. Yes. You count You know how many extra you go from the 2. So she was teaching us 2 plus 2. You go to the next number. So 2 plus 2 is 2, 3, 4. You go to the next number, 5. So 2 plus 2 in her addition system equaled 5. For two days, we learned that. And then she came back and she's like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I've I've taught you wrong. This is how it actually is. Imagine imagine a kid who only went to those two classes and didn't come to the third. I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point she would have been that kid. (laughs) How could you get to be a teacher of all things and go through all that schooling? Because you do have to have at least a degree, I think. At least, yeah. At least a bachelor's degree, and you don't know simple addition. The, what the oddest part is, hmm. like, how does that I remember happen? she was confused, but I didn't exaggerate when I'm doing two plus two. That was the easy sums we were doing. She basically yeah, literally you're, said you're two plus two old. equals five. Wow. Was she high? She was old. Mm. So oh, this story just went sad. <laughs> the time that Adam got taught by an Alzheimer's ridden. And then we riddled. laughed about it. And then we laughed about it. Did anyway, that make us bad guys? Pretty sure she helped out with nah. the, normally helped out with the um, kids who needed extra help. You know, the Well, clearly because she's been teaching them. <laughs> Clearly, no, she, she's she one of them. She it What? <laughs> and clearly, she's helping these kids that need it because clearly she... Anyway. Joke is gone, Adam. Joke is gone. Fuck joke it. Run away. Base 10. I'm at, the, I'm at the bus stop. The joke is... This god. The joke is caught the bus, is at the station, and is on the train. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a base 10 because generally our fingers, whatever. That's kind of easy. Oh, no, that's right. That's how we got here. So dwarves, if they have like, a, like 11 toes or 12 fucking fingers, they would have clearly a base 12 system, which would be really weird to communicate with them. 
It'd be okay. It wouldn't be impossible. We can communicate with Americans who measure things in miles. <laughs> and yeah, it it's like, oh, conversion. it's 1,837 feet to a mile. It makes right, perfect right. sense. No, but it like doesn't. Every, but every decade for us would be like 12 years for the dwarf. I, I don't think... <laughs> because dwarves live so much longer in Aragon. And I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Anyway. Plus, they're on the ground. They don't really... They wouldn't set their days by the sun, or they wouldn't true. need to. Yeah. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, true. So they can Who knows what they would be doing? Crazy how dwarves. How many rocks in a, in a, in a hill? That's probably how, how they measure time. Probably. Could be one. <laughs> it's one big rock. <laughs> Depends how many rocks. It's the size of your rock, I guess. Oh, man, dwarves are fucked. Aragon's fucked. Fantasy's fucked. Anyway, D&D is not fucked. I could keep going about the weird things of the different races in Aragon. No, no, no. Aragon uh, Aragon not... deserves its own episode. <clears throat> what a... Ye- what a tragedy. So, what were we up to? All oh, right. Never long bottom as a as a, as a halfling. halfling. Where yes. were we up to? We had just started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're still so, in the tavern, aren't we? The, <laughs> yes. The elf wizard, Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld series. Oh, yeah. You could imagine her as an elf, couldn't you? I always go yeah. Kate Blanchett for an elf, but that's just because of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I tried to avoid Lord of the Rings <laughs> as much as I could. Yep. That's fine. Beckinsale. So, now we need help Myla with Kudis. the dwarf. Also, Milo With the, yeah, dwarf. <laughs> Milo Justin, Kunis is Justin the perfect Timberlake. dwarf. What? <laughs> Milo Kunis, Justin Timberlake, perfect dwarf. Is it Milo Kunis or Milo Kunis? I, I it is Milo. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Milo Kunis. Dwarf. Perfect. Uh, for real? <laughs> like. <laughs> yes, for real. I'm like, kind once, of behind once it, we but also, say it, this it is my baby, and I don't want you to destroy <laughs> it. <laughs> uh... Hmm. Yes, for real. Whenever we say it, it happens. Whatever. Someone plays a. I still say Ray Winstone. Maybe Kunis. Yeah, Ray Winstone. Either male or dwarf or female dwarf. He's doing doesn't matter. Ray Winstone. What do I know? Ray Winstone Winstone from Beowulf, uh, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, The Proposition, which he's amazing in. A billion other things. Sexy Beast, The Departed. Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast is so good. (laughs) Ray Winstone's so good. Mm -hmm. Underrated guy. Yep. Okay. Anyway, I'll wrestle him as well. Oh, he'd be a good wrestler. I would lose so hard. Like I reckon, Jeremy Irons. I got like a. Good like, no, kind I of... couldn't beat Jeremy Irons. There's no, no, but fucking like it'd be a good couple of minutes. It'd be a good couple of minutes of wrestling. Yeah. With Ray Winston, it'd be over like that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ray Ray Winston has Bane style broken your back in yes. the first minute of fighting. He is a man yes. not likely to suffer fools, and I am a fool. <laughs> oh, and how? What a great line! I will not suffer fools. <laughs> oh, what a great line! All right, so Ray Winston is a dwarf, or we could do a female dwarf, which is. Hey, I'm uh, down for that. Give Kunis. him a beard still, because yeah. it's funny. Oh, yeah. Kunis and a beard. Done. I don't know if in Feyrun dwarves get beards, but in this one they do. <laughs> anyway. No, so- there's a joke in the D&D uh, film where the Damon Waynes, or a Waynes brother, where they do say about the, the beards and the dwarves, and you can like, oh, oh, I- you want a beard on a dwarf you can hold on to or some shit. Yeah, there is Remember that joke. shit joke. I- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Don't know what setting they use in the D&D thing, if they use a setting at all. Fair point. Once again, I think they just picked up a license for the beholders because I can't tell what else they do. Does Damon Wayne get turned into a goat? He dies. I think he gets turned into something, though. Mm. But then they have that dumb ending where it's like, oh, is he dead or is his soul out there somewhere? And then in the sequel, they don't use any of the characters again. <laughs> so, is his soul out there? No. 
I guess we'll no, never find dead. out. Except what, like one of the dumb henchmen gets reused. <clears throat> and I like that. By the way, I was going to say that we cast him in this because I like the idea of that dumb blue-lipped. He has blue lips. <laughs> henchman being the only continuous character through the <laughs> D&D movies. All right, I'm sold. So as we introduce each of the different characters, we introduce them doing something that their class does, once again, leaning into D&D. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the wizard's poring over a book, preparing their spells. Maybe the halfling's looking at the map, being like, trap there, trap there, got to memorize that shit. The cleric is maybe clutching a holy symbol, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Who's the yep. cleric again? Uh, the dwarven cleric? Ah, right. Who did yep. we pick? Uh, I think we settled on Kunis. Mila the wrestler. Kunis. Mila Kunis. No, I thought we settled on the wrestler Winston. Nope, the wrestler Kunis. <laughs> wrestler Kunis. Okay. In some scenes played by Mila Kunis, in other scenes played by um, Ray Winston. Ray Winston, yeah. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Perfect casting. <laughs> it's a twofer right there. Then you establish how the characters the characters interact personally. So mm-hmm. the just because halflings and dwarves racially have a bit of a beef against each other, you know, they have a, you know, around the table, they'll have a bit of an argument, snide comments get thrown around. The wizard is talking with the fighter sort of thing, and they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I got your back, blah, blah, blah. Maybe there's no animosity mm-hmm. there, that sort of stuff. <clears throat> but you, you, get to inter- in, you get to know how these people interact on a personal level. Yeah. Right? And then they go and do this dungeon. So you follow them from the city. You throw some fantasy shit there or whatever. Then you they come to yeah. the dungeon. They go through... Fight an owl beast. Yeah, they fight an owl beast, whatever, in the dungeon. They go through some goblins, shit like that. <clears throat> yep. And in the dungeon, you learn how they interact in a combat sense instead of personally. So, like I was saying before, fighters up the front... Cleric's up the back, wizard in the middle, rogue is just fucking wherever he needs to be at the time. <laughs> Run around. You establish that while these people personally might not always get together, mm. they always on a just a a gears logical level, just a mechanics level, they know how they fit together as a group, as a combat group. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the rogue is there doing the shit that he needs to do while the fighter tanks the damage sort of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Then they get to the end of the dungeon. They find the treasure. They get the treasure. And as they're coming back out, the like a, a magical idol or whatever they're in there for, this gold statue, this beautiful gold statue, is stolen from them by uh, a rival who I have decided would be an orc, either an orc barbarian played by Vinnie Jones. Perfect. <laughs> Makes or, a lot of sense. Or that blue-lipped gentleman. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm still no. not 100. Blue lips, blue lips, blue lips. All right, blue lips, blue lips, lips gentlemen. Blue, I, a blue lips gentleman. I, yes. I don't know what the actor's name is, but he's been in a lot of dumb shit. You look at his IMDb, and he's just. Do you remember what else he's been in? Uh, two of the Dungeons and Dragons movies, but also like a bunch of other fantasy movies, which it looks like he got into because he kind of became fantasy famous from the D and D movies. It's funny, <laughs> it's dumb. Are you looking it up now? Oh, keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so the item is stolen from them mm-hmm. by their rival, and you set up a bit of how he has rivalry with each of them in turn. So he's got a bit of a rivalry with the rogue, maybe, because the rogue's like, you're a big fucking dumb barbarian, mm-hmm. I'm a small, smart sort of character. Uh, the fighter's like, you got no finesse, the wizard's like, you got no brains, and uh, the cleric's like, fuck, I hate orcs, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's not an orc because we've got the blue lip guy. Ah, well, whatever. You know, Fuck, you I hate est- blue lip guys. I'm you, an orc. You establish like a, it's a bit of a, through just a couple lines of dialogue, you're trying to establish that this person has history with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily explain it everything. It reminds me a lot of Red is the Lost Ark. Yes. Like yeah, the Belloc yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of that, um, you're tr- trying to, through just a couple lines of dialogue, yep. say that there's so much more here that you guys just don't we know. Yep. Yeah, don't know. It's perfectly doable. Um, and the, and Raiders. The actor guy looking for his name is Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. Oh, I knew oh, he had a What a good name. Oh, what a good name. Does Payne have an E on the end? It sure does. Oh, it's spelled with a Y. Oh, my gosh. Give oh. us a look at his face. Give us a look at his mug. I See hope the that's the blue-lipped th- version he has. Nah, damn it. You got to find a picture. He just looks so dumb in the movies. Imagine like, that with blue lips. I have and a bald, bald head. Well. He yeah. sort of looks like a cross between Billy Zane yeah. and... The evil guy from The Mummy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, I can't remember his name. He played, he was in Lincoln. He was in the third Bourne movie. He played Noah Volson in the third Bourne movie. Good Night and Good Luck. You ever see that film? Yeah. But I don't remember. He's leading that. I can't remember his name. That's what this guy looks like. That's what Bruce Payne looks like. Bruce Payne? Looks Payne like spelled Zane. the same way you spell Wayne, except for the P instead of a W. <laughs> Bruce, blue lip gentleman Payne, yes. is our villain. Good, all right, I love him this. Okay. He will be so happy. <laughs> so, the party... To reunite with Jeremy Irons. <laughs> true, true though. <laughs> You'll be like, finally, another uh, Jeremy Irons, Bruce, Pla- Bruce Payne fantasy, no- uh, fantasy movie. Been looking forward to one for years. <laughs> the whole world has been looking forward to it for years. Absolutely. Okay. So, they're chasing Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne, on a horse maybe, or however, just manages to kind of lose them, but they're still trying to track him. As they're tracking him, they go over this really old, rickety, Been a lot of it has had to been rebuilt with wood because a lot of the stone has just fallen away, dilapidated bridge. Mm. As they're going over, just casually sitting on the bridge, maybe he's like, oh, you know, I, I know who you're looking for, he went that away, is the half-elf bard again. And they just pass him casually, you know. Keep moving. The next scene is you cut to Bruce Payne delivering the uh, this idol to our big bad, who's a human sort of wizard, looks very old, very very obviously just throwing out all these evil vibes sort of shit. The master lifts it up and cra- smashes the stone idol to reveal a brick, a stone brick inside yeah. that hums with a bit of energy. You can see there's energy yeah. behind it. Yeah. And he holds this brick up with a like a look of love and lust and like, yes, this is it. And I, oh, fucking cheesy ass moment. <laughs> like it's, this is the sort of moment that, you you make a, a gif or a gif, whatever you want to yeah. fucking call it, of a Gary. Of, yeah, a Gary of fucking holding up the brick, being like a very well looking actor or whatever, or dumb looking actor holding up the brick, being like, Yes, <laughs> I love you. Yep. It's like a dumb picture people post on the internet sort of moment. You yep, know what I mean? Yep, yep. Perfect. It's a nice, like, little reference to heroin. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. This is the heroin I want. Because we have to get that message through to the kids. Yeah, heroin, how great heroin good, is. Amazing. <laughs> and Once the again, D&D will lead you to trust. <laughs> I was about to fucking make that joke. Kind of back. Once again, Zamet is the joke thief from Adam. Fuck you. <laughs> Zamet 2, Adam 0. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get my own. <laughs> okay. So the party, we return to the party. They're continuing to try and track uh, Bruce Payne. Yep. What yep. a name. Bruce Payne. When eventually they're beset by trolls. Right? Yep. So coming out of the mole circles, trolls in Dungeons and Dragons, very hard to kill. You need fire, which our party does not know. So anytime they hit the trolls, just grows back. So mm-hmm. they're having a fucking hard time doing this shit. Until with maybe a torch or even just a, a like alchemist fire or some shit like that comes a Elven Ranger. The Elven Ranger saves them. Alchemist Fire, use some D&D bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to you wanna, like, try and, once again, lean into the D&D origins, somehow mm. connect it with something that's very D&D related. The Elf Ranger, incidentally, I'm reckoning, Winona Ryder? Sure. She's killing it in Stranger Things at the minute, so, yeah. yeah. Winona Ryder. literal minute. Killing people on the set of Stranger Things. <laughs> Winona, stop. <laughs> Please. No, no, you do you. It's fine. She explains, because she's been following them and has been watching them, mm-hmm. explains what's happening. That uh, these the idol actually had within it a hidden is one of these stones that hasn't been used up yet. It's full of power. And she's been tracking this evil wizard because uh, she is... Uh, it's... I forget. There's a Faerun. There's like this group of rangers and stuff. Um... Uh, oh, copper, no, something like that. Harpers. Harpers. Harpers, yes. Yes, yes. So a group called the Harpers, and which is a thing from Faerun, uh, they're basically good aligned rangers who just go out of their way to do nice things and try and save the world, stuff like that. She explains she's a Harper and that she's been following this evil mage for quite some time. He's been collecting these stones. She's not sure why, and she knows it's not going to be for good reasons. Mm. She asks the party if they can help her out. And for money, glory, and revenge... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Just trope heavy. Like, y- oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, real absolutely. Good. Real good. You, like oh, I said, it's not Shakespeare. Oh, mm, Lean mm, into oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Mm, Lean into that. it. Yep. You got to. Oh, Shakespeare was a hack. <laughs> <laughs> so, the rogue, once again, at Neville Longbottom is like, I know, I've got some information. This guy who we have some backstory with, 
the the thieves guild master at this local city, maybe we'll call it Calumport or something like that, because that's a very iconic city from the setting, is a bit knowledgeable about this guy and might have some information that can help us out. They travel to Calumport, and then there's a scene in the first Dungeons & Dragons movie, maybe the only good scene, where <laughs> where they find a thieves guild, and the thieves guild's like, hey, we'll give you this thing that you mm-hmm. want, but you have to go through this, like, a thresher thing, like a challenge for rogues. Yeah. Where he's got so a, dumb. it's like an Indiana Jones type bullshit thing where he's got to be like, oh, don't step on these pressure plates. Fucking stay out of the light here because they'll send arrows. Like basically a, a, just a series of traps that he needs to fight his way through yeah. while people from above watch. Cannibalize yeah. that entire fucking scene. <laughs> because golly, that was the only part of the first movie that was really good. Mm. Get to the end. Uh, you know, a bit of thrills here and there. And the guildmaster is like, yeah, you got to the end, but I outnumber you, so fuck you. I'm not giving you shit. Because he's a little... He's the only one who's been able to get through this up until now, and this rogue's done it, and he's like, fuck you, Matthew Lewis. Fuck. (laughs) Then you have a scene where the dwarf cleric steps forward, and he's like, you fucking little halfling piece of shit. Uh, to the, the guildmaster, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tear your fucking throat out if you don't give my friend what he wants. And the guildmaster is like, oh, okay, don't <laughs> kill me, please. Fair. Give him what he wants. And then you have a scene between the rogue of the dwarf where they kind of don't necessarily resolve their differences, but it's a bit like, you know, in Return of the King, yep. where it's like, I can't and... believe I'm dying next to an elf. Yep. How about next to a friend? That sort of thing. Oh, you know what I mean? That was so nice. It was. <laughs> He's beautiful. But we got to lean into that trope, so fuck, it's not going to be that oh, good. So, this is going to be as subtle as a magical brick to the face. Absolutely. There we go. You got to understand what this is, and this is not, not a, not. It's a movie that you watch because it's dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's not again. It's not Shakespeare. It's a good popcorn film. Yeah. You're having a rollicking and good time. I come across this film on a plane. <laughs> Done. Yes, Easy. that's what I want. So. With the information they get, get they find out that they need to go to a very remote place. It's a, a an ancient, dilapidated castle that no one has been able to get to because it's smack bang in the middle in the middle of a town that has been cursed with uh, undead. So there's just zombies all over the fucking joint, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the wizard is like, I know a bit about this, and he helps. She, you know, he or she, depending on whether or not it's <laughs> Mila Kunis or her. <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, Ray Winston, Ray Winston, each, and that specific. Each scene. time you move the camera off them, they change. <laughs> Absolutely. So depending on who it is, he or she helps them. Oh no, that's not the wizard. No, it's the dwarf. Is yeah, the, I'm a fucking idiot. The wizard. Who did we say the wizard was? We never uh, cast the, the wizard. Is no, Kate Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale is like fuck. Oh, okay. I got this. I know how we're getting there, and I know a mm. bit about the place. All right, I trust Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. So, with the help of the wizard, they get to this <laughs> city, and they have to. It's they have to push their way through legions of the undead. And they do it with uh, basically the same setup that we had in the dungeon earlier. So the fighter's up the front, cleric's up the back, mm-hmm. wizard in the middle, rogue and ranger on either side being like a bit of skirmishes, like hit and run sort of thing. They're your midfield. All right. Yeah, they're your midfield. Cool. They slowly work their way through until they reach... Uh, I'm thinking about a bunch of different classic D&D undead creatures that you can throw. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe a lich mm-hmm. or, a ri- or a white... It's like print, spelt right, but it's like yeah, W-R-I-G-H-E or something. Yeah, yeah. Some, some big undead creature attacks and the fighter has to fend it off. And he's like, uh, Jeremy Irons is like, go, go without me. Push on. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jeremy yes. Irons, you sold it. <laughs> Love it so much. And so the rest of the party needs to push on. While the last time we see Jeremy Irons, he just gets swarmed, completely covered by the mm. dead. But... He oh. buys time for the rest of them to get to the castle. It's a classic Irons move. It's a classic, classic Irons move. move. Sacrificing That's himself. That's what he does. He's got to have a bit of a wrestle with all the dead people. Oh. Going to have and a bit of an old man wrestle yeah. with the undead. Okay, just fan casting. Can me and Goose be that evil uh, undead, undead creature that wrestle um, oh, fuck, Irons? Whatever, I don't care. You can, be, you can both be the, the looming lich or white... A one on top of the other's shoulders, correct? In a trench giant coat. trench coat, if you also want. Also good. Whatever we get to wrestle Jeremy Hines with, I'm a happy boy. And in that scene, movie buffs will be like, "That's actually two guys who were just a big fan of Jeremy Hines. <laughs> they really <laughs> wanted to wrestle him. Yeah, he was Jeremy really Hines. unhappy about it on set too. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> but the production, 
couldn't afford a stunt double, so he had to. <laughs> nah, he'd be into it, I reckon. We'd be like, Jeremy, come on. Let's go for a Everybody button. after this episode, send... I don't know if he's on Twitter, but if he is, send him a quick tweet. Ask him if he's up for it. Anyway, so the rest of the party needs to push on with Adam. They get to the drawbridge of mm-hmm. this castle. There's a massive moat around the... Well, I say a moat. Just like a sheer cliff like a fall into just darkness Mm -hmm. but the drawbridge is down they get onto the drawbridge bruce Payne, with a bunch of other minions comes out and he's like fuck you let's fight (laughs) they have a battle it's intense or whatever it happens uh who did i say the uh winona rider the ranger bruce Payne has winona rider at some part in this battle has her dead to rights he's like i'm about to fucking kill you got the sword above my head gonna bring it down on you winona rider is like fuck you Breaks off part of this old, dilapidated sort of drawbridge, and Bruce Payne falls off into the darkness. Nice. Possibly for a sequel. You know what I mean? You never kill off never kill off Bruce Wayne. Never. He'll always be there for a sequel. Bruce Payne, not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Payne, damn it. Bruce Wayne <laughs> is not in this movie, as far as I know. That's the origins of Bruce Wayne, as we will establish in later movies. Batman falls into that hole. That's where he meet, meets the and bats. And then he just spins out of it. He just twirls, twirls. Don't, twirling don't remind me of that fucking movie. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they eventually win the fight on the drawbridge and push into the into the castle itself. Mm-hmm. They get into the throne room where the big bad has um set up set up the a bunch of maybe five of these magical stones in a circle in some sort of pattern geometric shapes. He's casting some sort of spell. Uh Kate Beckinsale is like, "Fuck, I know what this spell is. This spell is to reverse a uh, baneful, a baneful polymorph spell, which is a D&D spell that <laughs> okay. forces you to transform. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they try to stop the spell from going off, but it goes off anyway. And the wizard is able to reverse the transformation spell on him, mm-hmm. and then, boom! One massive scaled red leg. <laughs> boom! Yes. Another one. <laughs> Wing. <laughs> Wing. Mighty roar, red dragon in the middle of this throne room. <laughs> then he looks at him and he says, Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, like, at the end of this, I'm going to have to put on my dickhead Hollywood producer hat and say, Where is the dragon in this Dungeons and Dragons movie? But you're looking after me, Adam. I, I bookend it one end with a dungeon and the other end with a fucking dragon. You're taking care of me. <laughs> I gave you both. I gave you the title right there. <laughs> right there. Good right job. There. So they have the fight with the dragon, and as part of the fight, the dragons like can't hit them because it's ranger and rogue, so they're just really fast. Mm. So the dragon starts getting frustrated. He's like, fuck this shit, starts knocking down pillars, and the place starts to crumble down around them. <laughs> See where this is going? I love it. <laughs> the wizard and the rogue are like, I know how we're going to kill this dragon. <laughs> they start leading him down lower into the and the cleric has to tank oh, look a lot at my, of look, look how I'm just like perched on my fucking hands <laughs> like fists under my chin just like yeah. enwrapped by this go on Dad. picture the, of the teenage girl lying on her bed yeah on her stomach her knees are on the floor but her ankles are in the air yeah and you got your resting elbows on the bed uh huh with your fists underneath your chin, yep. grinning like an idiot, with his mustache all twirled up. <laughs> like every teen girl. <laughs> like every other teen girl. A, a couple right copies now. of Teen Beat just <laughs> strewn around the place. It's my favorite magazine. A big old poster of Justin Orc Timberlake up on the wall behind <laughs> I was going to go like Joey from Blossom. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So they're, they're right, yeah, what else? What yeah. happens next? So the wizard and the rogue are like, we need to lead him down into the foundations, yeah. right? yeah. Yeah. And Milakunas, the dwarven cleric, is like, I can do this. I can tank this damage. I'm the cleric. So she starts leading him down, leading the dragon down. Mm. And every time she takes a hit or a battle or something like that, she casts a quick spell on herself to heal herself up. Mm-hmm. But eventually they get down to the bottom. So it's dwarf, dragon, rogue, wizards, fucking ranger, and then the door. So the dragon is cutting off the cleric's avenue mm-hmm. of escape. The cleric's like, as, as everything's starting to come down around them, the cleric's like, Go. Go on. I'm sacrificing myself mm-hmm. as well. I'm doing a good old Jeremy Irons move. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fucking pulling a human fighter. <laughs> Go on without me. Yep. yep. The rogue is like, nah, we had a bonding moment earlier. Fuck that shit. Uh-huh. And as it's clumb- uh, collapsing down around, rogue runs out. Matthew Lewis grabs Mila Kunis at the last second. At this point, it's Ray Winston. <laughs> Ray Winston. Sorry. Ray Winston at the last second and pulls him up. 
and they share a bit of a, like a bit of a laughing joke, like, oh, you know, uh, fuck, a halfling has to pull a dwarf up. What next? Fucking raining cats and dogs. You know what I mean? That sort of, <laughs> you know, a fucking quip or some shit like that. That's said by Milo Kunis, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit of like voice of like how yeah, about this? A bit of ADR. Right. A bit of ADR. Mila Kunis is the dwarf. Ray Winston's the is the voice. <laughs> As if you could make Kunis more attractive to me. <laughs> but there you go. We did it. We solved that mystery. All right. Woo, yep. The perfect That's... Mila Kunis. <laughs> With a beard. about yay high. <laughs> Voiced by three Ray feet Winston. high. Voiced by Ray Winston and a big old bushy beard. Red, I'm imagining. <sighs> Coppery red. Well, I'm into that. All right. The dragon falls down into this dark pit as stones are coming down on it. So it tries to (laughs) flap its wings and get out of there. But bang, bang, bang. Stones are just impacting on its wings. It can't get up. Hmm. Falls into the darkness. Last thing we see is one last burst of flame. But then, gone. Party just in the nick of time managed to get out of the castle before it just collapses away also into the nothingness. Party heaving. Heavily heaving next to the next to the abyss. Yeah. And then we cut into the basement of some fucking house. Everyone sitting around the table, heaving heavily as well. <sighs> Fuck. Everyone's dressed. When I say a little like the character, I don't mean like I don't mean like the rogue is wearing leather armor or anything like that. Yeah. I mean like color scheme is. Yeah, the same. yeah. You can be like, oh, I know who everyone yep. is. Yeah, you know, just from the color of their clothes, shit like that. And you know, you've got the dungeon master there who looks a little bit like the bard. I forgot to mention the bard's there at the fucking cannibalized scene that we yeah, did yeah, earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the bard's just in the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bard's yeah. there a lot. So the dungeon master looks a little bit like the bard. Everyone starts congratulating each other, like, oh fuck, that was a good thing when you did X. You know, mm-hmm, oh fuck, mm-hmm, amazing mm-hmm. when you did Y. Then you hear a flush, and out of a door to the side, Jeremy Irons walks out. (laughs) Jeremy Irons, uh, the DM's like, sorry, I had to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the D&D movie. Oh, that is a bloody solid D&D movie. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) Big Bad, played by Steve Coogan. Forgot to mention that. Also love that. that, Lean into that fucking camp shit. Oh, Oh, that is just grand. I do love it. I honestly adore that ending so much. Would you want to even like, ah, uh, because you want that almost reveal. Like, you, would you <laughs> want that kind of somehow, like, I don't know. Like, I'd either want that, like, do I want that sort of like idea that these people are playing D&D where, you know, we have that kind of littered, like scattered throughout. Or do I just love the last big reveal? I don't know. I, I like, like the last big reveal. I like reveal. it as the last big reveal. I think that's really cute. Mm. mm. Because you could do it either way. And I, I do like sometimes even just the whole idea of like, that's not what happened. This happened instead kind of thing. And they kind of go back. But no, nah, fuck. No, nah, I love that. That's good. Fuck, I love it. I was I was thinking about that. Mm. Like, I did consider it, but I think this one's like, I think I prefer it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a really solid film. I would, few things I would switch. Yeah. Uh, when they're in the tavern at the start, mm. I would have blue lips hire them to go get the thing. Oh, that's not bad. And yeah, then no, he can rob idea. them afterwards. Because yeah, then he gives a... immediately more purpose. It is your eternal reward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Then you don't have to like, you know, spend any time saying, oh no, this this guy who you who the audience has never seen before. Yeah, but yeah. But they okay. know. So it immediately makes it more personal for all of them. And then you set off on the quest, and that's all the same thing. And you could sort of play it sort of like it's a sports movie and have all these conflicting egos of the people in the quest batting against each other and sometimes they kind of fail in what they're doing just because of their egos and pride of getting in the way of each other but they all come together at the end and fight the yeah. dragon which i was so happy about <laughs> you gotta have the dragon you don't worry dragon. i'm fucking taking care of that shit it's part of my quest to change every film i hear about into a sports movie just, i thought you were about so to good. say change every movie i hear about into reign of fire <laughs> i'm okay with that again i'm such a fan of that reign of fire good time it's a good movie yeah, Christian Bale's best. <laughs> oh, no. That was a joke. Relax. Come on. But Matthew McConaughey's best. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I don't know. He is Have pretty great. Have you seen Mud? Yeah, Mud's no, really I good. Haven't. Mud is pretty good. It's no good. rain of fire. Also, but I'm, I'm going to be kind of honest Adam, here. And look I... me in the eye. Hmm? Name me all the Matthew McConaughey films that have a dragon in them. Well, Mud has the dragon of his past. That's true. The well played. Dark, the Dark Tower movie that's well coming played. out could because it looks like it's just going to be an absolute cluster. And like fucking Interstellar, like isn't um, 
Is really, isn't Space I was really Dragon. hoping you were going to go with like Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> <laughs> that dragon. That dragon, um, the third act, yeah. Dallas Buyers Club that he rides. The yeah. dragon he rides to cure the diseases. Exactly. In fact, I think if you really look back at all of uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's back catalogue of film, every single one has a sneaky dragon reference. Just like there is a Superman reference in every single episode of Seinfeld, Matthew McConaughey, huge fan of dragons. That's just a fact. It's a basic fact. Wolf of Wall Street. The, uh, working title, Dragon of Wall Street. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> because in the early versions of the script, Matthew McConaughey's character could just at will turn into a dragon. Why do you think it's all about money? They were building a horde. They yeah. were building a lovely dragon That horde. makes so much more sense. I can picture him in that scene with Leo, and he's, in his only scene in the movie Ooh. going... <laughs> and then he's like, uh, a sneaky wing just pops out. Yeah, sneaky wing. Classic Mah- McConaughey move. <laughs> now, I feel bad. now I feel bad we don't have McConaughey in the D&D film. Mm. We can make him every character. If you... <laughs> <laughs> like every... do a sneaky Eddie Murphy. <laughs> every, character except, every character except the dwarf. Because, you know, we nailed that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's perfect casting. You right need, and you need a Jeremy Irons. Yes. Yeah, obviously, you need mm. a Jeremy Irons at some point. Actually, can... Jeremy Irons, sneaky Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Jeremy Irons is both the lich and oh. the human fighter. Imagine the look on his face when you tell Jeremy Irons that we're going to put you in a fat suit. He's like, I quit. I'm not doing any but work. But Jeremy Irons, it's in a fantasy movie. Ooh. Ooh, you, you got, got me. me. You got me good. Make a film about that. This actor's internal struggle about really wanting to do this fantasy film. But he'll have to do it in a fat suit. That's a good, that's a good pitch. Um... Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the reveal. I love the fact that it's just it's just a D and D thing. It's nice. It's concise. It leans into kind of the whole D and D thing. Like you could mm. almost very oh, here's something you could do very subtly. Yeah, with the score, a very subtle kind of like dice roll. Oh, that'd be cool. Like yeah. you know, you base all your musical scores around the rolling of dice. So then it's kind of when stuff is happening, you're like, oh, yeah, there's like actually things happening. Actually, originally what I was going to do, when I was toying around with the idea of cutting to and from a D&D party, <clears throat> mm. the, instead of the um, fucking Winona Ryder breaking off a piece of the drawbridge and the orc falling off, uh, sorry, not the orc, uh, Bruce Blue Payne. Lips, yep. <laughs> yeah, Blue Lips falling off. I was originally going to be like, I have a scene where the dungeon master rolls a one as, as this guy attacks, and then he falls off. Yeah, just stumbles right. You off. could represent it like Brian Singer does in the X-Men films or Edgar Wright did in Scott Pilgrim, mm. where he would hide numbers mm. all over the film. So when you're fighting oh, yeah. the second evil X, there's a two. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so if the party's about to get fucked up, you have a numerical representation of like three or four oh, somewhere good. in the scene. Oh, you could do that all the fuck over that cannibalized scene. Mm, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, easily. So I reckon you could really play a lot with that, with those sort of numbers, including music and that kind of shit as well. Fuck yeah. No, I'm into it. <laughs> Have like the the subtle like, no, that's a bad imitation of trying to do a dice, but yeah, that as the same time as the number is appearing on screen. Yeah, and you could, you know, I'm sure you could get like a composer to be like, look, here are the roles, like, you know, the this is the one, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they could kind of compose, you know, notes to kind of correspond to like, you know, the, the highs and lows and the descending kind of stuff. So those musos people, they're smart, they're intelligent, they know what to do with numbers. Mm. Sure. People get into music because they enjoy numbers. Yeah. 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 My accountant, great musician. See? Every. Look. My musician, terrific accountant. Right? Every. Look, you have a musician? You have a musician? Do you not? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I have several. Yeah, Goose, that's going to be cool. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I think that'd be really cool, really like, like clever. And it, and which is a weird thing to describe a D&D film of, as clever, but you could do that. <laughs> yeah, though. Who would yeah. you get, who would you, um, ideal director? Because now I'm like, no, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, but Edgar Wright would be perfect, yeah, because he's, yeah. he's got the Edgar Wright does good bit films, yeah. And he can do, could do a good bit film. Yeah, Edgar Wright would be a... Hell of a pick. Especially with this, the whole Scott Pilgrimy stuff uh, in terms of, you know, really having a lot on screen. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how he would have done it. He's done, he hasn't done only a fantasy film before, has he? I think the most outlandish thing... I mean, he's done a few outlandish things, like At World's End and... Even Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, absolutely, is probably the most outlandish thing he's done. What has he done recently? Has he made a film since At World's End? I don't think he has, because he was yeah, working on Ant-Man It was going to be Ant-Man, but, he, but then not. They bounced it and made Ant-Man light. Hmm. Well, at least we know he's free. 
<laughs> but now even like and especially if someone like Edgar Wright doing that he has that lovely quick pace quick pace which mm. can be really good especially for something like this where you kind of want it to be very dialogue heavy at points and then very action orientated a bit further down the line ah fuck Adam let's make a D&D movie <laughs> okay so go to the kickstarter kickstarter.com <laughs> forward slash uh, D&D is for nerds at the movies <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there you'll be able to donate. Uh, we've already, do- we've already, cut, we've already. Uh, Jerry Mines already Jerry signed Mines on. Has already signed on, <laughs> as he has wanted to. Mila Kunis is feeling a little unsure, but well, I that's think- only just because we haven't gotten. Um, Once we get Ray, she'll yeah, come yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still have to, I have to beat him in the wrestling match to get him in the film, <laughs> and that's going to be a hard one. No, yeah, I've never been this interested in D and D in my life. Mm. Hurtful. Same. And on that note, I've been Joel. Fuck you. (laughs) I've been Adam. I've been Tom. (laughs) And if you have any thoughts, questions, or queries about a potential D&D movie, maybe penned by Adam, um, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Sanspants Radio, or you can get me personally, at GoddammitZamit. I'm at RetroArchetype. And I'm at Bruce Payne. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he has a Twitter account. He doesn't, I looked. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm you... actually at Tom Edgar's <laughs> I do want to talk about this Or you can email us in Sanspansradio at gmail.com Alright, see you next time Bye If you think this show is worth at least a dollar Why not donate to our Patreon account Follow the links on our website Sanspansradio.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.